Well, welcome to Doing It Right once again. I'm very excited today, first of all, to remind you that Valerie & Company, my leadership firm, has launched a women's leadership program, an eight-week course called Monday Morning Leadership for Women. Just go to the website, valerieandcompany.com, and you'll learn all about it. We'll start in September of 2023. I always have to thank my sponsors, and I have two of them. First, Betty Ryder Boutique in Preston Center. There's a red door if you're shopping around the different areas. You can't miss her red door. Betty Ryder Boutique, and obviously these are the clothing that I get to wear, and they're yummy, wonderful. Go in, tell them that you saw this on the show, and they will give you $100 off of any clothing that you decide to buy. So how do you beat that? And secondly, as you're seeing, taylorbags.com, Stephanie Taylor, shopstephanietaylor.com. You can follow this fabulous handbag designer. It's all made in Spain, Italy, beautiful, yummy designs and colors. And you can follow her on at stephanietaylor.com. Well, at Stephanie Taylor. Okay. You know, have you, have y'all, I'm in Dallas, I can say that, have you ever met someone that you just felt like was serendipity? Sarah's her first name, Dippity's the last. Serendipity, meant to be. So here's what happened. I was honored to be on Ginger Gadsden's show, and she is on WK. MG Television, CBS affiliate in Orlando, and there I met her producer, who's going to be on the show today also, Donovan Myrie, and they happened to be married. Didn't know that till later. Well, they called me to do a segment, quick one, on tipping, <laughs> which has been most interesting. We're all wondering about those screens that get turned across, right, in front of our face, and what do we do about it? And so that was such fun, and it led to me asking them to be on the show. So I just want to say stay tuned. You are going to love this segment. Stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Okay, welcome Ginger and Donovan to my show. This is so strange. <laughs> what happened? Hi, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, how often have you two been interviewed on a show of any kind? Oh, um, this is a total, this makes one. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, two. Really? You know, we were, we were interviewed in um, Greece. In Greece? Yeah. yeah. We don't even know if that ever aired. Oh my gosh. That's the question. We have no idea. So this is what? It was literally like a television crew yeah. asking questions and they must have just known that we worked in television or something. Uh, or we looked like we were uh, tourists. <laughs> Across the forehead, we are in television. 
You know, I want to start there, and <clears throat> both of you have an incredible story. Ginger, just tell us about your story. Uh, how did you get into journalism? I uh, had no idea what I wanted to do growing up, right? Uh, I thought I would be a school teacher, which is honorable and noble work, and I've always fallen in love with my school teachers. They've had a huge impact on my life. I'm one of 15 kids. I um, am from you know, Charleston, South Carolina, born on John's Island. As a stutterer, always the tallest in my class, and teachers were my greatest allies. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna be a school teacher. Fast forward, I go to the University of South Carolina and am a sophomore and have not declared a major and was talking to my theater professor. And he told me one day, he said, you would be a great news anchor because you don't see how the class responds to you when you're in, in front of everyone. Uh, giving a talk. And I'm painfully shy. I know that's hard to believe. Painfully shy. Hmm. So he said, I'm going to help you get an internship. It's going to be in weather, but I trust that you'll find your way to the newsroom, which I did. Hmm. And once I found my way into the newsroom, I've been there ever since. I would not leave. And this was during the day of unpaid internships. I was there on weekends, whenever I wasn't working, any moment I could spend in that newsroom, I was in that newsroom going out with crews and just learning how everyone did their job. So that's kind of the, the nutshell uh, way of how I got uh, started in the news business. And from an internship, they hired me part-time and then I got hired across the street full-time uh, by the ABC station. Well. What strikes me on that is you said you were a stutterer. I can't imagine. How did you overcome that? You don't. Um, I was one of the reasons I hated school and my teachers uh, were so great to me. They were my, like I said, they were my protector. I, once you're a stutterer, you're always a stutterer. I took speech therapy from first grade to fifth grade. And as you might imagine, it makes you feel like the dumbest kid in the class when a speech therapist comes to the door and pulls you out of the classroom and you mm. go to a separate room and you spend the next hour with them and you just feel othered. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it was so embarrassing, but uh, I always believe that there are no mistakes and the great blessing of that all, Valerie, turns out to be because I had speech lessons and speech therapy at such a young age, I don't have a Southern accent, which my entire family has, which means I can probably and have worked anywhere in the United States as a journalist, because one of the great things about being a news anchor and other markets, they want you to sound generic. You, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I don't sound, people can never pin me down as to where I'm from, and they certainly never guess South Carolina, Charleston. <laughs> and that's a, that's a good thing, and be proud of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have watched your show, and I'd love for you to tell the audience what's the most interesting guest you have had on your segment. Oh, we do a show called Florida's Fourth Estate. And just recently, we had the gentleman, his name is Dr. Deturi, and he spent 100 days underwater in the Florida Keys. And he lived by himself. Uh, and he, it was for scientific purposes. He's a professor at the University of South Florida. He still taught while he was underwater. He lived in this tiny little thing. And uh, what happened was he, he's so interesting. He's like six, three or six, four. 
now. Well, no, he's probably, he's a half inch shorter. He shrank by uh, a half inch being underwater and under pressure for a hundred days. And all the different things that happened to him, his blood pressure was lowered, cholesterol level lower, all these different markers that we have above on land. So the research that he was able to conduct uh, while there will be helpful eventually, but he was so interesting. He wanted to do it. He's a gentleman who has just such a zest for life. And he came into our studios and the minute he walks in, he's like, wow, you, you get it. You are fantastic. Just a dream of an interview because there was nothing you could talk, couldn't talk to him about. So he was the most recent, most interesting person. And inspiring because I saw that ginger and i'd love for you to uh, tell us how we can watch that segment and we'll put it in the banner underneath oh, great great yeah 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 um so you can go to clickorlando.com ffe and ffe is for florida's fourth estate so okay. clickorlando.com ffe and i hope you watch all the other shows too because we had twiggy the water skiing squirrel on just uh, the other day and twiggy was born in orlando florida in central florida so we do the hard-hitting stuff Valerie. <laughs> well i want my audience to see both those segments i did see both of them now listen up folks if <laughs> if you want to see a little squirrel ski um I, I mean, I couldn't believe it, but it really did. And so, yes, you've got to watch Ginger and her segments. They were incredible. Well, I want to go to Donovan. And Donovan is the executive producer, of course. And Donovan, you are a PhD. Now, help us understand, here you are in television, and you decided one day to get a PhD, or how did that happen? Oh yeah, it was just, you know, it was, I was watching TV and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna take this. I'll just start today and spend the next seven, nine years of my life doing that. Um, it was a very interesting time. Um, I was in television, uh, like Ginger, I got into television in college and I was in television for a number of years. And um, at one point after, uh, it was actually after 9-11, I kind of got a little bit tired of it. and. I was going to end up working in a newspaper and the my last interview meet the publisher you know you start next week and you know so on and so forth it was on 9-11 it was um you know like a one o'clock interview on 9-11 to say the least i didn't get the job they ended up canceling the job and um i was in television for a little while longer and fell into teaching and because i was unemployed for so long i was like oh let me see if i can teach somewhere ended up teaching full time and then they said if you want to continue to do this you have to get your phd so off i went started my phd did it for a bunch of years uh was getting ready to finish it and got sucked back into television <laughs> um got a job in um, new orleans and uh, was back in television and found myself being this you know television executive who was basically a doctor and if you know anything about the tv business and journalism there are very very few people with masters much less um doctorates so um i'm one of those uh few and far betweens <laughs> you know that's what fascinated me one of the things about you donovan and you told me that um 
that you thought you were going to be a teacher, but you also and you also said because I ask you what your top takeaways have been in your life, and you said it's all about teaching. You know, always be ready to teach someone else. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. Um, it, it's funny because one of the things you also did is you you gave us you know that questionnaire and you asked us all these different things and you know your your kind of life lessons and. One of my life lessons is something known as the dirty shoulders principle. And I didn't know what that was until someone told me. And the dirty shoulders principle is this idea of always having or always boosting somebody up. So mm. someone's standing on your shoulders. And if someone's standing on your shoulders and you don't necessarily have to take credit for what's being done, you're there to help boost people up. You're there to help get the job done. And it's not about, um, you know the credit or the glory of it and um so it's perfect for me because i'm not an in front of the camera person i'm a behind the scenes person so i help make people look good sound good get the news across and so on and so forth so it's somewhat kind of a natural thing in the idea that i teach and i help and i kind of you know push the ball along but you don't necessarily know it's me you know there needs to be more people like you in the world um, That's what, why I'm here, Valerie. There you go. <laughs> you just coach him, will you, Ginger? <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, that's what makes us, you know, um, a good couple. And it's a yin and yang thing because, you know, you get two people who are on television and they're like, well, my show is better than your show, or how did you get this guest over somebody else? where you know we work together and, and the interesting thing is we work together we don't do a lot of projects together and it's not that we don't get along we just work in kind of different phases of the newsroom but mm -hmm. when we do end up working together we each know what the other one needs to get something done um and that helps you know in our work life and also helps in our personal life as well so so we know in broadcasting that there are a lot of gaffes. In fact, I have to tell you both, when I first began doing these vlogcasts, I call them V-L-O-G, vlogcasts, uh, I, I tried to be perfect. And my producer then, this was five years ago, came in and she said, Valerie, are you trying to be a journalist? And I said, yes. And she said, no. This is podcasting. You're supposed to make mistakes. And I went, oh, good. Because <laughs> I'll make a lot of them, and that's okay. We're human. So I have to ask either of you, I'll start with Ginger. What's the funniest thing in your career that uh, ha has happened to you? Funniest thing. Oh, boy. Do you... Funny by embarrassing. I have several of those, and you don't have time. Um, so, it, I it it's almost like, and I love what you just said, Valerie, about not being perfect because I don't think people want someone or to watch or to listen to someone who's perfect no. because none of us we're not perfect, mm -hmm. right? And so, but people do want people who they can relate to, people who are honest and will tell them the truth. But you don't have to be perfect to do that. Uh, one of the funny things, it, it was kind of embarrassing, but funny now in hindsight, 
I uh, worked in Indianapolis for a few years before I got to Dallas. It was the, where I was working before I came to Dallas. I worked at the Fox affiliate in Indianapolis, WXIN. And I was doing weather and entertainment reporting at the time. And I showed up in Indianapolis without a coat because I moved from South Carolina. <laughs> and of course, one of the first times it gets cold, what we do in news is like, oh, it's freezing outside. Tell everyone to stay in, but you go outside and do the weather. <laughs> so, I was like, okay, I need to go buy a coat. So I went to, I believe it was called Circle Center Mall in downtown Indianapolis, went to The Limited and bought the cutest red coat I could find and um, not thinking about warmth, just cuteness because it was an adorable coat. I had to do the forecast outside on the sidewalk in front of our station. It's snowing. It's, it is so bitter cold. I've never been that cold in my life. And keep in mind, I'm not wearing... Uh, snow appropriate shoes because <laughs> I didn't have them. I the photographer is standing in the doorway of our building, <laughs> in the doorway, shooting me on the sidewalk in my low red puffy coat. And he keeps motioning, like doing something. He's touching his face. And I'm like, I have no idea what is going on. And I'm just talking and talking and talking. And after it is over, I walk inside, he hands me a tissue. I look at myself. I have so much stuff running down my face, but my face is frozen, so I can't feel it. Oh. <laughs> it, it was a mess. <laughs> it was a mess. I was like, lesson learned. It never happened again. But I'd never been so cold in my life. And honestly, it took me like minutes to just thaw out because then you have to go again for the next segment. But Valerie, when I tell you, if... <laughs> If I were just a, a skosh smarter, <laughs> I would have gotten a coat that wasn't cute and maybe thought about some boots. It <laughs> had a tissue in my sleeve because now I know all those tricks, but I didn't know it then. I was from South Carolina. I have no, I had seen snow once in my lifetime, once. <laughs> There was an inch of snow in Charleston, and they canceled school. So. I can so relate to that because we moved from uh, a warm environment to uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Oh, and boy. the morning we got there, we were having breakfast, and uh, the waitress came over and she said, now you just need to be really careful. Even when you go get your mail outside, you can get frostbitten. And I thought, what are we doing here? <laughs> but you know, that leads to one of the one of your takeaways. Uh, let's see who, which one of you said this, Donovan? I think it's you who said, "Don't." Uh, there's a takeaway with every person you meet. I loved that statement because there was a time in my life where I met someone everyone else ignored. I've told this story on the air before, but I'll tell it again because it's important. Invisible people. There was a man in a reception area. It was a wine tour in Napa Valley. And he was, how would I say this? He was just a wallflower, meaning he stood against the wall. He had his head down. He was body language saying, I really don't want to be here, but really that wasn't who he was at all. And I noticed that some that no one was talking to him. And being the extrovert that I am, I went over and started talking to him. Well, as it turned out, he had a wine cellar in his home of over a thousand bottles. 
And the next day he was going and invited us to an individual tour of one of the finest wineries. Now, Donovan, take it from there, from what you said as a takeaway. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, you meet people and you meet um, people you're like, oh my goodness, I want to be like you. Oh, I'd like to yeah. hang out with you. And you also meet some people that you really, really don't like, um, that you know don't do well to help you at all. Um, and one of the things that I said, kind of my life takeaways is that you can learn something from everyone you meet, the good and the bad. And in the sense of the good, these are people that you want to be like. These are people that you want kind of in your life and to influence you and things. And pretty much on the bad, it's this is not who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And how do I recognize this again before it sneaks up on me? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody who's smarter than me has pretty much figured out there are like say 50 types of people and you you know how you meet someone you're like oh you're just like dot 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 and it's the idea of recognizing those folks recognizing good people like recognizing people like Valerie <laughs> <laughs> that's very um, kind but you know you you find these people and you know what do you do you you kind of say you know this is something I'm going to remember mm -hmm. or this is something I'm going to remember to make sure I don't do this or I don't have that creep kind of into my life Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to throw, that's beautiful, and I'm going to throw you a zinger now of a question. Uh, I did not do the weather, and I would yeah. not wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Donovan, keep going. I want to ask you this question. A lot of the times in my personal branding work, I'll ask this question, so here you go. If you were an appliance, what would you be and why? Gotcha! <laughs> you both went off camera on that one. Just hang on. So glad. Oh my you. goodness! Um, if I were an appliance, well, let's start going through um, dishwasher, refrigerator, freezer. Now you're just naming things in the kitchen. <laughs> Pick one and tell me why. What would that look like? Um. Uh, how about? I would say I'd probably be a washer. Why? Uh, um, uh, lots of things come in that may not be, you know, ready for whatever, and I'll clean them up, and I'll get them going, and um, move them on to the next thing, which is the dryer. That's great. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'll ask you the same question, Ginger. Uh -huh. What would you <laughs> no, be? Well, I listen. I definitely would be a, a microwave. Ah. because you can do many many things and in this industry it teaches you it's like do you need to do something quickly okay let's do it and do you need to do it under pressure okay let's do it or do you need to just thaw something for a minute you can do that it's a it's a multitasker and i feel like that probably suits me to a t because that's what we do every day in this industry and also in real life you a microwave can be many, many things and think of all the things you can prepare in a microwave. You put something and sometimes it goes wrong. You can burn things too. Um, so, but I think a microwave because you can do many, many things in it. That's great. Okay. So I, I would say a popcorn popper only because someone said that about me. And I said, why? And he said, because you've got so many ideas, but the good news is they fall in a bowl and they get eaten. 
It's a good question, and you can have it. It's not original. You know, I'm curious in the broadcasting field, again, so many, there's so many facets to it, and I like you, I love it very much. Has there been, for either of you, has there been a time that you would say, I'd like to have a do-over? Pick a day. <laughs> Pick a day. <laughs> um, there's so many times, you know, you have the opportunity and you have so little time. You, we do a lot of news during the course of a day, but in certain segments, you have like a minute 30 to do this and to do that yeah. and to ask questions. And you always look back and you say, oh, I wish I had just another 30 seconds. I would have asked this. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's what makes you good at your job because you're always analyzing and figuring out how to do it better. Mm. But any day can be done over and better and you can make improvements on it because I like to think that I'm learning and growing every single day. So yesterday's show, if I had the same show to do again today, I would do it better today because I know more today and I had time to think about it. But in the moment, sometimes you get so excited and there's so many things going on, as you know, there's someone in your ear, there's someone counting you down, There's uh, there are just so many things going on, you kind of will lose your train and not be as focused as you would like to be. And, and that's what I would like to do over. And sometimes mm. I get caught up in listening to what people are saying and not moving on to the next thing. And that's not necessarily bad, but you don't get the chance to ask or, you know, sort of present all the things you want to present. And I'm going to stop because that's a good thing that you actually listen to people because we have some people in the industry who are constantly moving on to the next thing and they don't listen to what the person has said. And you're, you as a viewer at home are going, how did you not follow up on that question? Why are you moving on to this next thing? So, um, oh, I'm sure I did that when I was younger because you're just so nervous. You have questions yeah, written down, yeah. and no matter what, and somebody could have confessed to a murder. And I was like, okay, that's good. But my next question is Tell me about your favorite show. <laughs> you, know, you already have it. You're so focused on it. That's, that's a good tip. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> you said nervousness. I am certain because everyone tells me this. Most people would never want to get on camera and do it regularly. But, you know, it's one thing to, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a guest, what do I do? But to be the host, not too many people want to do that. So give us some tips, both of you, behind the scenes, or I mean, it's a great industry. And so uh, what would you say, both of you, to encourage people, maybe this is a career path you hadn't talk, thought about. Yeah, I'll start because I, I don't have as much to say as, as you probably will because you know because you deal with more people than I do. But I always find it very helpful, Valerie, that once you are here, you know, people try to treat those who are on camera or in television, and I hate the word talent. That word drives me insane because people say, where's the talent? And I'm like, mm. well, there should be a building full of talent. Um, don't just label one person in front of the camera talent. So everyone who walks through that door, I try to learn their names. Even if the person who takes out the garbage, I know that guy like I know somebody in my family because he works here, he comes through the same door I come through. You treat everyone the same. 
And mm -hmm. as Donovan said earlier, you always try to help the next person or help someone else. Because and they will help you in return, even they, if you don't ask for it. Correct, mm -hmm. because they can make you look good on camera or they can make you look not so great on camera. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you're, you don't get snippy with people. You, treat, you try and figure out what's going on in their lives. Like, how's your day? I'm not the only important person in that room. I'm even not the important person in that room because it takes a team of people to get me on camera. And if those people aren't happy or healthy or love doing what they do, then it doesn't happen. So mm -hmm. I just try to realize like everyone is here for a sole purpose. And if we all work together, you have a better product. And when you get to know the people you work with, you genuinely care about them. Mm. And it really makes a difference in how you present what you're doing because the camera is a great truth teller. You cannot lie your way into having people like you. You just can't. Mm -hmm. It can see right through a fake and a phony person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not perfect, but I am perfect at being me. And that's all I can do. And it, you either like it or you don't like it. And I'm fine either way. I mean, I want you to like me. But, uh, you know, you can't. It's too much work trying to be someone else. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? When I went to college, I thought... I was always call, called the nice girl. <laughs> and I know that was a compliment now, but then it was kind of like, eh. And so I tried to be somebody a little different when I went to college. I, I thought I would maybe put on a different persona and it didn't work. So you know what? I haven't met as many broadcasting people uh, as authentic as you two are it's easy to get an ego because you're you're on and people know you when you go in the grocery store and all of that. But I want to thank you for your time today. I especially want to thank you for just, oh, such a wonderful now friendship and appreciation for the work you do. And uh, if people want to see the show, it's on the banner underneath. And I would encourage you and also... Uh, your show, Ginger, is what I'm talking about. And also, Donovan, uh, if they can they get your book that you wrote about 9-11? Oh, is yeah, it available? It's, uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon. It's uh, called The 9-11 Project, um, and it's on Amazon. Um, and it's, it's actually a self-published book, so it's out there. Yeah. All right. And I, yeah. I, I want people to get it because he has a very interesting experience in what he wrote about that event, and you're not going to see another book like it. So I just wish you, we, we also had in common that we're coming from a faith. What would we do without God in our life? And thank you for sharing that too. So just lots of blessings to both of you. We'll stay in touch. And um, have a good rest of the week. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. Mm -hmm. And I want you to stay on for just a minute because I always end with what I call a Valerieism. And oh. my Valerieism today is, and you talked about this a little bit, Ginger, talent is necessary, timing is crucial. And you both talked about the timing in your life Things happen sometimes in a pivotal moment 
when a professor said to you, Ginger, maybe you ought to think about. Um, and so here's what I would say about that. It's one thing to know that you have a talent for something and to push, push, push. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen on and on and on. And that sometimes isn't the best way. Just like my guest today, sometimes it happens when you would least expect a crumb into your lap, into your lap that is a turning point for you. So be patient. If you've got a gift, know that it's going to be used and maybe you don't even know that it is being used. So we're all valuable. There's no other thumbprint like yours. So appreciate yourself. And that's my Valerieism today. Until next time, stay authentic, stay cool in this summer, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.